Tonight's special Thursday night. Doing this during the last part of the first round of the NFL Draft edition of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Rigor Podcast Network brought to you by ZipRecruiter. I wish we had used ZipRecruiter to hire the 23rd pick for the Patriots. It would have been Lamar Jackson. That's what ZipRecruiter would have spat out. Ryan Rosillo is here. Um, ZipRecruiter would have said, Lamar Jackson, take that guy. Your quarterback's going to be 42. And of course it was a tackle. And from Joe. I, didn't know, I didn't think it'd be that sexy. I didn't think they'd be, make it as sexy as a, <laughs> as, as a, a tackle. Uh, Hold on, I got to keep going. I'm sorry, 80% I'm sorry. of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within a day. They're the best at distributing your job to the best boards, identifying the right people, inviting them to apply. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. With Google Assistant, you can complete over a million actions on your phone, in your car, and around the house like this. Hey, Google, tell the Patriots to draft Lamar Jackson. Hey, Google, please. How about this? Hey, Google, get directions to Major Domo Restaurant. The best way to get to Major Domo by car is via Riverside Drive and will take about 34 minutes in moderate traffic. Oh, look how easy that was. Download the Google Assistant today. Speaking of Major Domo, the Dave Chang Show launched this week. Episode one is up. The pre-opening diaries, you can sc- subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> We're so excited because Bill Clinton is, yeah. There's uh, there's so much going on. So, so that's going why on. I don't We're apologize. We're going to recap it. Right. Uh, uh, sorry. The Dave Chang Show, I big can't... hit, episode one. <laughs> Subscribe, support the franchise, pre-opening diaries. We talked about this on Wednesday. Very excited about that. I uh, want to give a shout out to um, theringer.com. We have a ton of NBA, I'm sorry, NFL draft coverage. We had people at bars. We had social media stuff. We taped a video of the 23rd pick in my office with Rosillo and nephew Kyle, where uh, we thought the Pats were going to take Lamar Jackson. Instead, they took a very, very sexy, exciting left tackle. Um all that's coming up on TheRinger.com all day. And this podcast is coming up right now. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, it is 8.03 Pacific time, 11.03, East Coast time. Seattle's on the clock, pick 27. Ryan Rosillo is here. We've been hanging out in the office. Do you want to set the scene? Do you want to talk about the last I do. four hours? I got really excited. Okay, first of all, they just showed Bill Clinton leaving the Bucks celtics game, which we'll obviously spend some time on. Yeah. And a mom had her daughter take a picture with Bill Clinton as he was going out of the tunnel. They take the picture together, and you can see, and this will be a big thing by the time the pod is launched, the daughter looks at the mom and goes, who is that? <laughs> That's why I was freaking out earlier. Oh, I thought you were freaking out because Bill Clinton was around a mom and a daughter. No, well, that, that is also a good, good observation out of you. So uh, the other part is that we ate some Thai food. It was terrific, except for... Fried meatballs. Deep fried meatballs. Deep fried meatballs, which were uh, the most disgusting thing either of us had eaten. Of course, nephew Kyle had to. He and he's bringing them home. home. Right. And, and we had no idea what meat the, what the meat was. No, it was just chewy and it wasn't good and it like it wasn't a good chewy. Uh and then really I think I'm just going to tee you guys up here because you were both really excited to pick 23. It felt like everything was falling into place for Lamar Jackson and now the Pats are four picks away here and he's still on the board. It seems like he's going in the second round. He's already got that kind of I can't believe my life is falling apart like this green next, room kind of feel. The 24-hour think piece, which is great. But that I think this is great for his career. 
You know yeah, what's good? I, I just, Being underestimated and dropping too far in an NFL draft. I just think it's going to be tough to listen to a ton of talk radio tomorrow. It's always tough to listen to talk radio. Yeah, but this one's going to be like extra. Coming up, I'm going to tell you why Lamar Jackson is going to kill a homeless person right after this. Screeny tease. Early. Have, I, sh- have, I shot early. I we, have, uh, we have a lot of early ones here. So I don't know where to begin, but we might as well start with the NFL draft because we saw four quarterbacks taken in the first 10 picks, not in the order we thought. Cleveland took Baker Mayfield first, which felt like a prank from somebody who had seen draft day too many times. And then it actually happened. It took him first. Daryl Morey. You weren't, you weren't as horrified as I was. No, because I've, I've had a hard time with all these guys. Like, I personally think Rosen's the most... I saw him do the most NFL things over the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. But if he pisses everybody off and nobody likes him, then that's probably more important than how good he is on third down. And then I thought it was When you Darnold. say pisses everybody off, who's everybody? I just feel like when I hear stuff about him, I'll go, is this one of those things where he's young and he's outspoken and he's a little too confident? You know, you're like, nobody likes the young guy at the office that's totally full of himself, even right. if it's deservedly so. Like right. Even if he's a justified, arrogant guy, like, yeah, that guy should be arrogant. Like, nobody ever likes that guy in the workplace. So We don't like it the ringer. We don't like when anyone under 25 talks. Your whole we, staff is under 25. Well, no, half of the staff. But yeah, if it's if it's a 23-year-old and they're spouting opinions, <laughs> who's the most we annoying take them guy? in the back and we hit them with a bamboo, bamboo rod. Uh, um, no, we don't have annoying people. That's one of the things with the ringer culture that we've built. But yeah, the Josh Rosen thing, you you were talking about how he played tennis. Yeah, this you is Bruce Feldman. This. Yeah, Bruce Feldman wrote a Do whole Do your chapter. whole tennis thing about this. If you, is anybody's ever played tennis and I'm not any good, but you get in your head like no other sport, like yeah. you get in your own head because you got to talk yourselves into these points. You're like, okay, I'm down a point. All right. No matter what I have to win this. And you don't have anybody else to talk to. You don't have teammates. You don't even have a caddy. Like you can look at a coach and sitting there and a couple rows up in his visor. And I think it makes you insane. I think tennis makes you insane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I also think the other thing is, <laughs> the other thing is, <laughs> tennis, this is why I didn't want my daughter to play tennis, because you're practicing for four hours a day, either with a ball machine or some coach, and you're not with other people. What you're else, not learning what to else be a would teammate. you add to that, though? <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's But you're by yourself a lot, and you're on your own, and you're not a teammate, you're not interacting. Did you think I didn't think that already? I'm adding. I'm adding to your point. I'm piling on. But Uh, I I really wanted my daughter and my son too. I wanted them to be on teams. So that means if you were a GM, if you were a GM, the first thing you'd ask is not, do you like men? You'd ask, do you like tennis? I definitely would ask them, do you like, yeah, it's crazy they ask that. But yeah, how much time did you spend by yourself? Like, has there ever been a successful only child quarterback? See, but then sometimes I think how selfish only children can be. And maybe that's the way you need to be wired. You know, you have to think like, okay, this is all on me. Like nobody else is going to. better as an only child as a tennis player though and a golfer. And oh, like Tiger yeah. Woods. Yeah. I find People only like children that. to be fascinating. I always, well, I'm Breaking one up of with only children. I'm one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't carry yourself that way though. No, I, deep down I am. I'm you a, are? Yeah, I have a lot of only child thoughts. I'm always fascinated <laughs> by my daughter's and son's friends who are only children. And I was also an only child of a divorce. So you're just playing the parents against each other. You become like this devious mastermind when you're like 11. But man, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, you're not, but you're not a selfish guy. Yeah. 
No, I'm not. I, no, I think you're pretty. I mean, you know, look, I'm sitting here with you, but whenever I've worked with you on any project in the past, you, I don't know, I'm a giving I, partner. <laughs> <laughs> How this would you, has gone off the rails really early. Weird. Very early. All right, take us back because we were still we're a couple picks away from what you guys want. The Josh Rosen thing. One last piece, though. Yeah, he's playing tennis. When does he start playing football? I don't know the story. Um, I could ask Bruce Feldman. Okay, his book is great. It's on such it. a. I've never heard of a tennis football quarterback combo. It's so weird. He's Manhattan Beach though. Manhattan yeah, Beach too. Parents, so he probably plays some beach volleyball. His parents are like really, really accomplished. And that's the whole thing. But it's funny. It's it's kind of like the anti-Steph thing. You're like, oh, you had a great upbringing and your dad was rich and cool. Mm. And then that the Steph turns out to be awesome. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of, oh, you had to uh, eat. Yeah, you don't have to fight for anything. You guys paid your electricity bill. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. I like Rosen. I like Donald. But yeah, what was your big, rankings? My personal rankings? Yeah. Rosen one, Donald two, Baker three, Allen four, Lamar five. Uh, Lamar is probably... is. Is, he's probably been one of my top three most favorite play, like favorite players to ever watch in college football. I put Peter Warwick in there, maybe two. Um, and now it's pick 28 with the Steelers on the clock, ooh. and he still hasn't been taken. I had said to McShay, the Steelers will take somebody who's really good and then three years complain about his contract or touches right before a playoff game. Again? That'd just going to run, just... run, run that back? <laughs> Tell me about Lamar right now, where you're at mentally, because this is what you guys want to have happen here. I always gravitate in any draft toward people who go lower than they should for reasons that I feel like five years from now, we're going to go back and go, oh man, that was stupid. It's like his mom was an his, his agent. He's going to drop 20 picks because of that. Or, or if he'd come out a year ago, people would have felt one way about him, but he stayed the extra year and we got to watch him an extra year. And like, ah, He was actually... Just as good, yeah. too, you know. But people, they it's that it's that whole thing with college where you the more you watch a guy, the more you kind of talk yourself out of him. Versus these guys, these fast risers who come up at the end. I think Josh Allen's a little bit like that, where there wasn't a lot of tape on him. Can kind of talk yourself into things about him, and then today you end up talking yourself out of him maybe because of some of the stuff that happened. But I think I love this draft because I think it's basically 50-50 with every draft quarterback you could take. That's the history of it. It never changes. Football can change. The rules can change. We can know more. We can have any, you can take any sort of money ball thing you want and it's still 50-50 every time. It just is. And so many factors go into it, where the guy got drafted, what team you went to. Um, did he did he break up with his girlfriend right before his rookie seat? Like there's 40 things. Were you, you tough to break know. up with as an only child? Were you oh, selfish? Yeah. Were you like spy? So, and then the girl would have feelings about it. Like, and you'd be really? like, why are you? No, because only children are narcissists. So you're like, you're going to break up with me? I'm great. Yeah. Everyone's told me I'm great for my yeah. whole life. I'm just going to move on. You have like six siblings, right? I'm the oldest of five. Yeah. Right. So you're caring. You look out for people. I am. Yeah. I'm great with children. Yeah. The people in Bristol. Yeah. You're I, looking out for the ESPN news anchors. They're like, hey, man, let's go get some chicken wings. I wouldn't do that a ton. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, people, people would ask me about like contracts and stuff and they'd say, Hey, like I always felt like ESPN or if I decided to never be on air, like work for an agency Yeah, and I'd say, this is going to be my job. I can do it at ESPN or I could do it for whoever. You could have been like an agent that represents media people. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even want to be the agent. Okay. I would go, I'm going to be your consultant. A conciliary. Yeah. And you're going to pay me for this, by the way. You mean like so, 1%. No, I don't even want the person's contract. Like you can rep them, take 10% of their contract, even though that's all screwed up. And what's going to happen is like when I got to pick somebody who's my friend. 
So if Will Kane shows up, right? Hmm. Will Kane shows up and says, I want to host NFL Countdown. And I would go, hey, man, that's never going to happen. Right. So instead of the agent having to tell their client, that's never going to happen. Because the agent would go, I love your aspirations, man. I love you're shooting for the moon. Ryan Shazier. Oh, walking out. Oh, unexpected. This, this is intense. Jesus. Dude, that's, this is really cool. Ryan, right now the Steelers are picking Ryan Shazier is walking out. Doing a pretty good job. He is. This is so sad because he's so freaking good. It's great that he's walking though. Oh, Amazing. That's, um, that's brutal. Um, yeah. So anyway, I would just, I would just tell clients, I'd be like, look, instead of the agent having to tell the client you're delusional, I could tell the client, Hey, that's a really good goal or that's stupid. And you're wasting your time. I you did think? a little of that when I was at ESPN. Yeah. I, you I, think I was you pretty do good that? at career advice. Yeah. Like, Hey, I want to, I would like to be, you know, I want to, I want to host the six and be like, Rosillo, you're on game night. <laughs> <laughs> you're hosting be a coast to coast with five other people. <laughs> like I'd like to be a senior golf writer. We'll that was do- my favorite when during the Twitter era when ESPN and NBA coast to coast and the and the highlights, the extended looks were tape delayed. They were like I would three minutes later. Yeah, yeah. Are you I talking on your show? No, I'm talking for, about coast to coast. Yeah. So when I would do yeah, so like seven eight years ago, it was oh, after no, I Twitter was on it started. three years ago. I was and on, they were still doing it three yeah, years ago. I was, it was actually in concept. It was a great show, but you're right. Like if you do the tape delays because there were rights things with the live rights and yeah. jumping in. It's like let's go into this Minnesota game from five minutes ago. Yeah, Twitter ruined that one. I um, have a here. Here's who I liked for the QBs. I've cooled off on the Josh Allen thing. I didn't like the tweets so much. The tweets bugged not, you. The tweets bugged me. He's I did fourteen. Like the, I, it was just I don't know. It's it's because when I'm taking a quarterback. I want my fan base to just feel like the savior has arrived. I don't want any baggage whatsoever. So you wanted the Pats to take him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if they got him at 23, I would have talked myself into it. <laughs> he was 14. <laughs> hey, come on. He's a kid. Uh, but uh, I just thought, gun to my head, I feel like Lamar Jackson's going to be the best quarterback of all these guys. Wow. Okay, really so this is do. back to your five-year thing. Where I you just go, really feel like he's going to be the best one. And I might be wrong, and everybody might throw it in my face, but I, I just think he's the most talented one. And the way the game is being played now, what, we, what I thought Deshaun Watson showed last year was the way these rules are now, if you have the athletic guy like that who also is a quarterback – that might be the number one weapon you can have now. I really wonder if we're moving away from the era of, you know, the Brady types. Because Rogers kind of Rogers, is like that, yeah, right? Yeah, Rogers can move when he needs Rogers to move. Rogers can like, move it can't around be your and base. fly around. It, it can't be the foundation of who you are no, as a quarterback. But, it has and, and, to, but if it's a big piece of what you're doing, the way football is played now, and everybody's spread out, and there's always four receivers and five receivers, and the only thing you get worried about is whether the guy's getting injured. You disagree uh, with me, I can tell. No, I, I. this is the thing I, I'm always asking myself is that, you know, whatever we're doing, are we doing it wrong? Because like, can you see the way media changes or you think of just basketball and it's pretty clear, like teams should have been taking threes earlier on. Yeah. They should have been doing it. You know, Daryl was right. And people resisted it because they don't want to be told, hey, you know what, the way you're doing it, you're doing it wrong this whole time. It's hard to get people to change their minds in anything that they're doing, business, whatever. Baseball has kind of evolved, but I don't know if baseball's evolved because pitching evolved. Like if everybody was waiting on pitches, then it didn't make more sense to just swing for home runs. And so, you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of look at all these different things. Football, I always kind of thought, is it really that big of a deal to just run it three times? Like, I guess that's great, but isn't that 
like capping what your ceiling can be on any single play. So when I think about the quarterback part of this, I feel like the media and, you know, it's just kind of the other way people like everybody wants to believe everybody's stupid and everybody's doing it the wrong way. And they just rip it like it's all these mock drafts. Everybody hates the mock draft expert, right? Like every yeah. all my friends are like, oh, McShea sucks. Kuiper sucks. I'm like, actually, they're both awesome guys. Yeah, they're not nearly as bad at the job as you think they are. And now not not everybody could go ahead and do this. So when you point out in the last however many years and I've done the numbers, too, that it's a 50 50 crapshoot on these first round QBs and that 50 percent are going to suck. People like to do this thing as if the way the NFL is doing it is they're just idiots. And maybe that's the Lamar part of this whole thing. But I wonder, OK, so what if you totally overhauled it? What if you prioritize things you've never what if you just went Costanza and did opposite approach to how you evaluated quarterbacks does that mean that there's this system there's this thing that has not been tapped that can be reached where all of a sudden 75 percent of quarterbacks taken to the first round to be successful and I just don't think it can be I think it's in I think it's like parenting in a way like you can try all these different approaches and you can be hands off and your kid can be great. You can be hands off. Your kid could suck. You could be too much of a disciplinarian and then it totally backfires. I just think that position is so screwed up. So, yeah, but here, but, all right. So we agree. Yeah, we do. But yet you see, I watched them though. We for saw two years. multiple teams in this draft spend multiple picks to trade into the top seven that the, the, the trade where Arizona moved up, they didn't really give up a lot, but the other ones, they gave up a lot. For a 50-50 chance when now it's pick 29. Are we sure Lamar Jackson's not better than Josh Allen? No, I'm not sure. Absolutely. I'm not like, I'm not sure of like, it. But if each guy is 50-50 and we actually Jackson performed much better in college and seems like his skills would translate to the pros, why would I want to keep those extra picks? The thing I've learned with all these sports is I just want more shots at everybody. The thing Especially the, in this draft. Yeah, but the thing with the process that I think people have kind of has kind of gotten lost to some degree. Hinky just wanted as many shots as possible. It wasn't even just about tanking to try to get the number one pick. It was about trying to take whatever turn losing into an asset and then turn those assets into more assets and try. And that was what was so weird about the false trade. It was the opposite of what Hinky would have done. Yeah, Hinky he would have looked he, yeah. at that and said, I'll just take Tatum and then I'll have another chance at a superstar next. And you go back and you look at the picks he took, Michael Carter, or I'm sorry, New Orleans Noel, bust. Right, right for Drew Jaleel Holiday, Okafor, who everybody bust. Right. Um Over Przingis. Right. Dario Saric, who it could have been Alfred Payton at 10. He gets Rob Hannigan, Rob Hannigan to blink, takes Saric at 12. Saric is a starter. But then the next draft, Embiid. Embiid was the number one pick in the draft six weeks before the draft. Yep. He was hands down. He was number one. Yep. Gets hurt. Falls to number three. If he doesn't get hurt, now he's got Andrew Wiggins with the third pick. Then the year after, they finally luck out and hit on one of these things with Ben Simmons. Because you were saying Parker was always going to Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Always. Right. So. Because I'm sure some people listen to me like, wait a minute, you guys are forgetting about so Wiggins. Hand, no, no, no. On the one hand, super lucky that Embiid gets hurt because they stumble into two franchise guys. On the other hand, not lucky because all they did was load the dartboard with darts and they knew they would get two. And I feel like Belichick is the only person who approaches the draft that way. He just wants darts on the board. He doesn't, he would never trade up. He's only traded up, I think, twice in the last 15 years, right? 
it just doesn't I don't it doesn't make any sense like when the Bills did the Sammy Watkins one a few years ago it was a deep receiver draft yeah and you're like you're desperate you're so and you're the Bills so you're probably not going to be good the next year I love when GMs on bad teams make trades and then go well we'll be good next year and you're like actually you traded another really good pick because you guys stink right and it was to move up a handful of spots for Sammy Watkins and look out of Clemson, anybody that watched Sammy Watkins who said he wasn't going to be any he good. He looked awesome. He was unbelievable. It yeah, didn't work awesome. out. It hasn't worked out really for him. Some of it's health. Some of it's kind of him. But like I, I could be staring at a player five spots ahead, and if I'm a GM, I'm not giving you my first the next year to go ahead and do this stuff. Well, that's so, what we saw with that. The uh, Saints traded up. For yeah, the, the Saints uh, traded of 2019. Right. Yeah, they gave up their number one pick to move up 13 spots. That's the kid from... Uh, he was a tennis player. Oh, no, he was a wide receiver. My bad. I don't like trading up ever. And yet, I think if you're close, if you feel like you can win the Super Bowl and there's a guy and the situation presents itself and it's like, wow, that guy fell to 14. We had him third on our board. What if and Minnesota- we're picking 27, we move up. Yeah, I get I'm that. okay with that. Yeah, maybe. What if Minnesota takes Lamar Jackson don't with Kirk do Cousins? So Kirk the Jaguars, so the Jaguars they, they went, they to took a D-tackle. Cous- Cousins is like, hey. Just torturing Cousins yeah, right like, away. He's like, not a racist, but I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know. What the hell? Speaking of, do you think if, if Josh Allen had tweeted out when Buffalo had that other pick, be like, Lamar would be a great fit here. I, lo- I love Lamar. We were talking about when he did his interview after he got picked, all the things he was going to say to try to throw people off the set. <laughs> Can't wait for that new Kanye album. <laughs> but I have no, to say I'm disappointed yeah. at him. <laughs> just what did you say? Atlanta season two has been great. He just turns to Susie Culver. He's like, I just think they nailed it with that Lando Calrissian character. <laughs> it's Star Wars. God, that Ryan Cougar is amazing, isn't he? Susie's like, what's going on? I just wanted to find out if you're good in Buffalo. Uh, have you had wings before? Do Man, you, I got to tell you, free thought isn't fair thought. <laughs> did, did you agree with my theory that uh, when you're a team like Buffalo or Cleveland, when you take somebody who's been in just as bad of a cold weather situation, they're not going to be bummed out to go to Buffalo or Cleveland. They'll be like, oh, whatever, man, I'll roll with anything. Whereas like if who grew up in Manhattan Beach, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Rosen. And he's going to Buffalo. If he went like, to Cleveland. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, Vikings on the clock. All right. Well, they're... They took a Ooh, cornerback. Oh, a corner. He was a borderline first rounder. Yeah, Mike Hughes. Pat's on the clock again. Here we go. High. You know what he does? He high points it. We're going to do, we're going to make history here. We're going to FaceTime my dad. I loved your dad's tweet about game five. We're going to face, I'm going to, hopefully the mic picks this up. Nephew Kyle is in the background on my FaceTime. Oh, it's probably in the bathroom. Hey, you're on the podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to see. We're it's pick thirty one. We're taping it as the draft is going along. How excited are you for Lamar Jackson right here? I'm really excited if I'm devastated if we take a cornerbacker. We what about if we took a second left tackle? <laughs> I want Lamar. All right. I wanted him all along. I don't know. You're the you. You're the only place in Boston with bad Wi-Fi that I know. We have to go. I'll call you after. God forbid his Wi-Fi ever. I know. That, that didn't do him any justice. People are going to be like, what's wrong with him right now? It's late. I'm going to flip this around. Now that we know where the guys have gone, 
who has the best chance of being a bust? Baker Mayfield's in the lead, right? Number yeah, one, but how'd they a, take him this high? Oh it, my God, the Browns, a, they've done it again. I see, I like to clean slate it with front offices. New front office. But they have a new front office every year. True. It's like a weather change. So you just think no matter what, Cleveland just will screw it up because they're Cleveland. Because it's do ownership. Think that, I think there's real baggage. I think there's real baggage. I see, but you are always much more the emotional side of this stuff. And sometimes I think you're nuts. And then other times I go, you know what? Pay more attention to what Bill's Bill's talking about. Like you think think, fans bring baggage. Yeah, you think there's like juju as soon as you get off the plane and there's nothing you can do about it as a player. I don't believe in that stuff. I do. You might be right. But I'm just, you know. First of all, it goes in with what I like when I look for a Netflix movie. I love that there's something wrong with the house movies. And I think with Cleveland, there's something wrong with the house. <laughs> and on that note, coming up, I'm going to tell you. You want to do your greeny teas now? Yeah, well, we still have a couple of picks left. All right. Do the greeny teas now because the All pats right. are on the clock and right. I got to read something. Here it is. I've, been, I've, I've thought about this one. There's one prospect, one, that can change your entire defense and prevent your wife from leaving you. Next. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right, let's talk about Gillette. I've been shaving since college. You know, it changed Congrats. my life. Yeah, thank you. The Gillette Fusion Ultra Sensitive Skin Shaving Gel. You're not shaving anymore. What do you have, like a beard trimmer? Yeah, yeah, I just I all just right. start over. All right. But shout out to Gillette. Well, if you shaved, what about the new Gillette 5 Razor? Five-blader razor lubrication strip provides great gliding performance with less irritations. Even as a 360 aqua grip handle, make sure you have total control over your razor. Even when it's wet, Gillette offers a variety of shaving products for every guy, regardless of his personal style, skin needs, or budget. And whether you want three blades or five, the new Gillette 3 and Gillette 5 razors have you covered all under $10. That is high performance at a low price. Get Gillette performance delivered to your door. Find Gillette 5 on ondemand.gillette.com. Subscribe today. That is ondemand.gillette.com. The pick is in. Here we go, nephew Kai. You can turn around and give this little volume. This is really exciting. This is one of the most exciting moments in in the history of this podcast. The pick is in for the New England Patriots. It's eight twenty six Pacific time. Um, we, they're not going to take them. I actually, I'm predicting the trade down, which is even more insulting yeah, for Belichick. Definitely trading down. It's not even just we're picking someone else. It's like we're trading back five he, spots. Look, there's no way he's taking them now when he didn't take them before. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't yeah. that, like, that means he'll take him. He's, he's so in my head, Jedi wise. I just, the only thing I know about him is he had a really bad stretch with corners and he's terrible with receivers. Uh, the outside guys, right? Right. Drafting them. Good with the slot guys. But I'm, I'm, I'm fearful for the think pieces. If Lamar is sitting there for 24 hours, it's going to be. It's oh, I didn't be, even think of that. We got no. two picks left. That's what I'm saying. If Lamar's sitting around, what's wrong with the NFL? This is an NFL that left out Kaepernick. And we're like, okay, we're well, just like a bunch of teams passed on him. I in the what's wrong with the NFL camp? I think it yeah, would be would you crazy. Call him collectively racist because I think Lamar it'd be crazy be there. if he fell out of the ra- uh, okay, first. Okay, what round. do you think would be motivated by tape? It's completely illogical to me. This whole thing's illogical. I think he's going to be the best one of all these guys. And the thing is, I, still I can't heard a good reason because I've you know they you don't like I've, how he handled the interview process. Who cares? No, he's really inaccurate on clean pocket short throws. It's really weird. I'm telling you. 
Like I've watched him for two years. And somebody, when they hear this, is going to be like, oh, whatever, his first to five. Dude, there's so many throws. Daniel Jeremiah did it. I mean, the guy worked in the front office, NFL Network. He's terrific. He's draft 365. That's every day of the year, Bill. And he was, I was like, finally, somebody that has more credibility than me. It's just odd that he whiffs on some of these really easy throws. So you're out on Lamar Jackson. I'm not out, but I understand the, like, you understand what's the hesitation. Like, I always feel like accuracy is a thing that you don't really fix. I, I agree with that, actually. But I know that people look at completion percentage all the time and throw it back in my face. And I go, but is Cam Newton for, accurate? Forget. Oh, I don't think so. Right. And he's been good anyway, because he does so many other things. My thing with, with, uh, with Jackson is I think sometimes we get fixated. It's like the Westbrook, the 90, 10 thing. People have been fixated on what, what isn't good about Jackson. They're missing all the stuff that's good about him. Oh, the pick is in. I thought we changed the Westbrook from 90, 10 to something else. Well, now it's like 72, 28. Roger Goodell. Here we go, Kyle. 31st pick. Goodell is up. Wow. Two guys from Georgia. He took loves a Kirby running back Smart. named Sony. Yes, uh, this guy's good. Well, that, this was the guy everybody said, don't take Barkley at two. Just wait and take one of the Georgia guys later. Sony was uh, the same class as Chubb. And that was at one point before Chubb's injury, even though Chubb's still, I think, good. Um, that's the best one-two punch in college football. And Georgia just goes through these running backs. It's nuts. But Sony put on a bunch of size this year, and he can catch the ball. Like, this is Mr. Versatile. This is a more athletic like you know Deion Lewis is terrific as far as making guys miss he's but he's a little this guy's a little sturdier now because he's put on some size this is just a hobby over here breaking it down I've heard the Georgia running backs everybody likes him yeah but do, let's do you, go through the picks because I, I want to because uh, this leads to a Barkley discussion that we want to have I can't even imagine so the draft starts Goodell comes out and people boo him in like just the most lusty way possible like gladiator like Joaquin Phoenix, Russell Crowe level booing. And uh, and Goodell has this pre-can line. He's got these cowboys out there and he goes, I can't believe you guys are booing the cowboys. Like he'd been practicing it for three weeks. And, uh, and it's just such hatred and vitriol for him. Draft starts. What if I said a girl like me and a guy like you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Baker Mayfield, nobody was going to go first. He actually does. Well, it changed. I give Schefter credit on that one, man. He had like three days ago. And I was like, is he getting worked? You know? Yeah, like you thought was, it was a Johnny Manziel Rams situation. Yeah, because the Rams lied to everybody about Manziel and everybody was buying it. And I didn't, I didn't think it was, I was, you know, I think that was more of an anecdote as far as saying it was the exact same thing. But no, but like, I mean, when you hear that from Schefter, like you're going, are you just giving me pointless stuff on a, on a day? Or is this, or a are you getting rope up by something? Yeah. And like Schefter was on this so like early this week and was like, this is a, like, I'm not just updating you on something the Titans passed along. It's like, Hey, check this out. Yeah. Like, that's a good get by Schefter. So he goes one, which sends the draft into a uh, complete flux. I thought the giants were going to take Darnold at two. I would have taken I a just quarterback. Assumed. Yeah. I'm not a, I think Saquon's terrific. I wouldn't take running backs. So I'm torn on this. I would never take a running back. And I, I think we've learned our lesson now that you just don't need to take a running back that high. Even if they're great. The lifespan is too short. If I'm taking a top five guy, I want a guy who's on my team for 12 years. That's the one thing I've, in 2018, that's how I feel about a top five pick. And with the quarterback, the reason that it's worth the 50-50, if the guy has a chance to be a franchise guy, is you end up in the Phil Rivers, Eli Roethlisberger situation where 15 years later, the guy's still your quarterback. And, and you just cross you... that position off for 15. There's no running back where that can happen. How likely is it 
if you're the Giants too, that you're in position like this to draft somebody. And like, unless the Giants go, hey, you know what? We think everybody's nuts, and these guys aren't that good. Maybe that's they, totally maybe possible. they thought that, right? And if that's what they thought, then I I would defer defer to them. I mean, Gettleman be the last guy to give himself credit for figuring things out that nobody else would, but um, <laughs> I I just wouldn't do I wouldn't do a running back at any point because like look you can you can piecemeal the running back thing together. And right. yes, they've they've tried to improve. We've seen teams do it year after year all after the year. time. All Who right. are the Philly running backs? Oh, uh, Legarrette Blunt, Blunt and um, Clement. Smallwood. So the Ravens acquired the 32nd pick from Philly, and this makes me nervous because this feels like we're in Lamar Jackson range uh, right now. See, this from a content standpoint, I this mean, look, is, I don't have to deal with it tomorrow, but like Twitter, Twitter, hey, I'm super mad about everything. Twitter, it would be on fire if Lamar is sitting there for a day. And it would become a social examination of the sport again. And which, you know, look. So get your think pieces ready is what you're telling us? Yeah. Um, so Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen tweets out this at 14. Lamar sits for day two. Hmm. <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, uh, so with all that said, I would never take a running back top two, especially. And you if, like the pick. I kind of like the pick. <laughs> I just think like, for, but th- this is why the draft is so stupid because you talk yourself in and you go, oh man, Barkley and Odell. Holy shit. Whoa. Evan Ingram. Two of the six most exciting guys in the league. He's already top six in excitement. <laughs> oh, my God. You hey, imagine? It's, What's it's Sunday going to be like? like it's I, fun. I also remember loving the Pats and being pumped when it was a receiver or like right. Robert Edwards. All right. I remember when we yeah. traded up for Irving Fryer. All right. Last pick. This is Lamar Jackson's last chance. It's 833 Pacific Coast time. Goodell still getting booed with the intensity of uh, hour one. Here we go. I heard the Eagles wanted to trade this pick. Yeah, they, I, they, I can use it now. It. They almost—they're trying to trade it to the ringer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, cancel. Ah! Oh. oh man! Good for him, man. This I really sucks. like him. I like. I like. A couple times I've got to interview him. Really like God. him. Now you're bummed. Why do you have to go in the AFC? Oh, oh, and now he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I fucking hate this. Do you think... God damn it. The chip on your shoulder for the draft. I 100% believe in that. 100%. I think it was great for Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. How many guys... How many people do you think in Philadelphia that were saying Ben Simmons and anybody else was a moron? How many Sixers fans that watched Mitchell, let's admit, for the first time in the last week went, hmm. Definitely. (laughs) There was definitely... Hmm. But oh. Simmons was yeah. He by the end of the year we both agreed. Yeah. Simmons rookie of the year. I, my only point. But if was I'm that, Donovan Mitchell, Nitalinka went ahead of me. Malik Mock. Who? Um. And then uh. And then the worst one was Luke Kennard. Went ahead uh, of him. I know. Went ahead of him. But and taken by a team that really needed the a point NBA guard. racist. Why does Kennard go that high? Well, that was weird. Here, <laughs> 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 try it. Uh, but man, if Detroit what is it takes, about the Pistons, uh, if Detroit, Detroit takes Donovan Mitchell with that pick, they don't ha- make the stupid Blake Griffin trade in their whole their whole. It's like this chain of events. You, you did that in it's Grantland, sliding doors when we did the Grantland TV show for who we did the what if yeah stuff. other than the tennis one we did which no one saw um, the what if stuff you guys would do with the when you did the whole Chris Paul and Anthony Davis yeah. stuff like that's that's not really even it's all real. Yeah. Like, hey, this thing happened, and boom. Like, I remember reading Spider-Man, what if Aunt May had died and Uncle I did. Ben had lived? When I wrote my basketball book, I had 33. 
and this is through 2000. The book came out in 2009. Hmm. It was wow. the 33 best what ifs. And since that chapter came out, so this was nine years ago, I think there's probably like 12 or 13 great ones. You should just keep coming up with paperback what ifs. Well, one of the best That'd ones be, is- that, That's just coin What if you. Clay Thompson doesn't go nuts against the Warriors against the OKC game six, 2016? Is a fucking awesome what if. Totally, because the Thunder Because OKC win. wins the title. I yeah, don't think I Durant can leave at that point. The Warriors have to re-sign Harrison Barnes. It's this whole chain of events. All these different trades don't... I mean, it's... The whole league's different. My big what if is, what if the Sixers didn't trade Moses Malone? Oh, the Jeff, Jeff Rulin Cliff Robinson Jeff Ruland, trade? Ruland That's a good and, one. And Cliff Robinson, who also played for the real Globetrotters. And then they traded the number one pick that was Brad Doherty for Roy Henson. So well, it would have been Barkley, Doherty, Moses. Well, you know what the you know what the big biggest uh, what if of this decade is? This past decade? This decade NBA. Um, there's one that stands out. What if... Perry Ellis wasn't no, 40. Not Perry Ellis. All right. The Harden trade. Oh. It's the, easily the best what if of this decade. Easily. I still never understand why they said they had to do it when they did Because they it. lied. Well, that's a good They want to save, they want to say, not pay the luxury tax. It was they like lied $4 about million it. bucks or something. They lied about it. They could have amnestied Kendrick Perkins. No, there's a bunch. I've gone, yeah, I yeah, remember reading over it. They could have done all this they stuff. They could have just taken another shot at it. They like, could have taken a shot and traded him that summer. Right. And then I love that. Uh, they the like the trade. They've lied about it ever since. Yeah. They like the trade. They like Jeremy Lamb. They like the draft pick. They got Adams. And they like Kevin it. Martin. And they really said the words Kevin Martin can replace James Harden's offense. Boy, that doesn't seem it's accurate a tough now. That's huh? a tough take. That's that's what's so tough about that job is you can you can be right out of the gates for a year on the decision. So you can get like credit for a year going, you made the right call. And then you'll really look at what you did and yeah. five years later and you go, You're an idiot. And I don't, I'm not saying, like Presti's. No, like he's the, one of the best GMs. Yeah, that was the, a terrible trade. It was. And the other thing is, here's another thing I've learned over the years. We talked about how uh, don't trade up and to, yeah. you want as many darts on the dartboard as possible. Here's another thing I've learned. Don't do the thing that your best opponent is going to go, oh, thank God they did that. Like San Antonio who James Harden destroyed in the series before and knocked them out when San Antonio was a one seed. Everyone on San Antonio, they're throwing a party when they traded Jay. They had nobody on their team who could guard James Harden. And then when I had Bosch here, when we talked about that finals, and he was saying how their whole game plan was to stop Harden in the finals and give Westbrook and Durant their 52, and they knew they had to take out Harden. When you're the teams you're trying to beat to win the title, that's what they're saying. You can't do the trade. You can't trade that person. You just can't. I wonder Forget how many teams about, like, how even look at ceiling. that, though. Like, hey, did you see how the smartest teams in the league, Spo and Pop, and how those guys were prepping against us? Did yeah. you see what they were doing? Maybe that should tell us something. Right. They were stopping that guy. It's kind of like the Dwight Schrute thing where he goes, whenever I make a decision, I ask, <laughs> would an idiot do this? And if an idiot would do it, I would not do that thing. I'm, right. I'm it's amazed, actually it's kind of smart. I'm amazed by the lack of... Uh, intelligence sometimes with some of the stuff like the the whole thing how ben simmons needs a three-point shot and jump shot which yeah that'd be great if he had it i wouldn't i i broke this down on a pot a couple weeks ago it wouldn't be one of my top three things i would add to his game because if, if you play off yeah. him he just finds cutters and gets makes great passes no he's he's kind of like scary he's scary how, how good he is and you know what i love the most out of this heat series is that they are messing with him or you know, we're trying to mess with him. The whole series. And he's like, nope, not. It's so composed. I mean, he's, he's nuts. 
And I don't really know what you do with them. And, you know, whenever I think back to, you know, how much we both love the draft. Yeah. Hey, the best guys in the world get this stuff wrong all the time. I know that when I watch Dwayne Dedman video and go, hey, I kind of like this. Yeah. I know I'm good at it. Yeah. Because I go, how come more people aren't talking about him? Right. Like, I just know that I'm, I'm, I have way more hits than I have misses. And when you're watching Simmons and you're listening to smart guys that are way better at basketball than, than I ever was, or that coached in big games, t- coached in tournament games, are going, oh, I don't like this about Simmons and this and lazy. You got to ask these questions and the team to go to the tournament, all this stuff. And, and you guys, and you just watch him and go, how can you not see that this whole thing that LSU is doing is dog shit? Like this kid's getting, you're calling him lazy and he's getting 11 boards a game in college and he's lazy. Like, look at his movement size combination. Like, this thing is really, really special. And I think it gets back to what I always try to tell people. Like, whenever I talk to a team and they get mad about what another guy said or what another guy wrote, I go, there's so many dudes that do this that don't watch even close to what you would think. And they're totally comfortable going on the air and going on TV. I'm always still shortcuts. Yeah, like, I'd be scared to death to come tape this podcast with you not watching the Celtics game before. Yeah. And there's other guys that I'd almost admire. And they'd be like, hey, when are you getting here? Four? I'm like, oh, I'll get there at eight. <laughs> I'll listen to on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like... I you- will say the one thing with Simmons, and I've been following him since I was 15, since my wife was Googling our son's name, and a Ben Simmons popped up, who was the best 15 and under guy. And she's like, did you know there's a Ben Simmons? Is great. So from that moment on... So your on, wife been, discovered him. My wife discovered him. And we were monitoring him. I followed him to Monteverde in Florida. And I'm like, what happens if this guy's really good? And that's, I've talked about this before. Tweeting with each other yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we started too. tweeting. Yeah. I met him at the ESPYs. And, um, and so I really, and the Celtics had a chance to get him. And I was like, this, could this be my Celtics destiny in front of Ben Simmons? And I watched a lot of those LSU games, way more than I would normally watch a college team. I thought the fire went out of his eyes the last month and I didn't like it. That was, that was a real concern for me. I thought there was, I get it. It was a terrible situation. So the bad, worst coach man. ever. Teammates who were just bad fits. Didn't I didn't like that any. he checked out. I really didn't. Because I'm just like, if if this kid has a chance to be an all-timer, I'm trying to put other guys in this situation. Would they have checked out? Like Jordan, no. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon, no. Like you just go on down the line. And I was like, why did he check out? And then you see two years later and it's like, that situation must have been so bad that he hit a point where he was just like, I just don't want to get hurt. He w- it was basically, you're in the pickup game in college and there's, it's or the intramural game and it's the kids who don't know how to play and you're just worried that one of them's going to undercut you and you just play differently because you don't want to get hurt. Yeah. That's, I think, where he was at LSU. He was just like, I just don't want to get hurt. Because when I watch him and I think about Embiid, because, you know, I, I loved Embiid, but... You know, the language in the contract can protect him a little, but for the most part, he's going to get his money. Like they would have to yeah. do something really weird here to cut him. It would have to be a new injury or no, it can, it can be a new injury. If it were a pre-existing injury, then it saves him like the last year of the money. So I was like, all right, so there's a little, they did a little thing to try to make themselves better. Cause I was even talking to other teams. I'm like, how scared would you be about giving him be the full max? And you know, teams I talked to were like, I don't know what you do, but then you'll kind of come back. I was back scared. To, yeah. You 31 keep, games in three years. Yeah. Like how could you not be? So then you come back to the same conclusion and the way this league works, you go, he's that special. You probably just do it and cross your fingers. But I feel like Simmons now is probably the most important piece, like his path and what he becomes 
takes me to what the Sixers will become. And I think you and I are sitting here both agreeing, you know, watching the Celtics series and watching how the Cavs look. And Sixers this, are going to kill everybody. I really think they're going to come out of the East now. Yeah. I felt that way since early April. And then my turning point was game three. Midway through game three, or headed fourth quarter, they just had a run. I was like, oh my God, they're they're definitely making it. That was um, the second half. Yeah. There was yeah. just a moment in Embiid and they're just ridiculous. But uh, the one thing I'll say about Simmons, and I haven't said this yet in the pod, I actually think they can't get LeBron now. And this is a really good argument. You'd be like, oh, if they make the finals and they don't win... You're telling me that yeah, adding right. LeBron James isn't great? I actually am. It might be great for one year. It might be great for two years. But what they have in Simmons and Embiid, I would not fuck with it. I wouldn't bring in any other person who's going to have the ball at, who's going to think he's the guy, who's gonna, who could potentially mess with Ben Simmons in any way. I wouldn't do it. I would build around those two guys and ride Hope the next gets better. Years. Hope Fultz gets better. They have the Lakers pick that could be like seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. That could be like Bridges from Villanova, you know, somebody like that. They could uh, sign some more free agents. This is my team. I'm not thinking about LeBron. The only thing I would do if I were them, if they had a chance to turn Covington into Paul George, I would do it. Well, what you got to do because I think Covington's the weak link of what they have. Oh, and he's man, he's really good. He's really good, but yeah. I don't trust him off- offensively, and I don't know how smart of an offensive player he is. I guess I look just, at him. If I could as, turn him into Paul George, I'm doing it. Covington for Paul George would be one you probably say yes to. I would agree with that. It was like um, Covington and some of the foreigners they've stashed, and you yeah, know, but, a couple but when of first you start, rounders. When you start thinking about the LeBron thing, like, like let's get back to that. All right, I I hear everything. Like that's not a internal recoil where I'm going. What the hell? Are yeah, you how, what about? do you mean they can't use right. LeBron? Because I I get your point on this, but like I don't. And you're talking about LeBron from kind of like an attitude and entitlement thing, and like hey, the no, king no, is. I'm not. I'm not saying he's no, a I bad guy. Are, no, 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 I'm not. I'm no, really not. No, I don't think you're saying he's a bad guy. But like, I'm talking about the cult of LeBron. Right. But he's the, coming the, in, and it's now LeBron's team. I don't want this to be anyone. Yeah, else's but these team. are these are the things that I think we're like. This isn't just about a basketball fit. And I think some people have suggested, you know, Simmons and LeBron. It's not a great basketball fit, uh, though. I think LeBron always figures it out. I just do. I just think he would always find a way to figure it out. I you know who doing... I want the ball in the hands of? Ben Simmons. I want him in the hands of my 21-year-old superstar. Here's what you got to do is you got to, before you start having to pay the rest of those guys, you got to go ahead and go over the cap and sign. You got to like, you got to figure out how to bring in one of those massive chips. I would think instead of just waiting to sign all the guys that you have on your roster. like Paul George. Ahead. Yeah. But even George sometimes, I mean, look, what they did in game uh, five is, yeah, yeah. Game five is great for OKC. They're going to lose in game six. But, what if what if Paul George goes to them and says, goes to OK and says, um, oh, I guess he can't because he's unrestricted, right? Yeah, they he doesn't have the op. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. it. It's not like a Boogie Cousins thing. No, or like Chris Paul who said, Chris hey, Paul. what I'm going to do is opt in and you're going to trade me. Or DeAndre right. Jordan could do that too. Right. Yeah. Or LeBron could do it. LeBron could do it. And it's crazy to say now they don't need one of the three best players in the league. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying next year's year 16 for him. He's not going to play 25 years. You're talking about a two or three year window. Yeah, but and when you're saying I care going, about the 15 year window with Ben Simmons. Yeah, but when you're doing the. By the Embiid, way, they can Simmons win the title thing. with him anyway, without him anyway. They're not beating a healthy Golden State. I'm not State. saying this year. I'm saying next year, year after. If you they, think those if guys. They, if you build around Simmons and Embiid with the right support, okay, cast, they could be the favorite anyway. Else. So you'd say no to LeBron. You, I mean, on the record right now, LeBron's like, hey, I want to go to Philadelphia. Because I believe, based on the people I've talked to, is that Philadelphia... I think Cleveland they're in thing, play. They're, oh, they're definitely... I'm telling you right now, yeah, they are in I play. I wrote they're, this in February. They're it's in 100% more, in play. Right. Okay, so we agree on that. Yeah. 
And you'd the, say by no. the way, Ben Simmons and LeBron, same agency, owned by LeBron. Uh your Colangelo owned by it doesn't have a doesn't have didn't put any money into the agency though. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You'd hang up. Don't, you'd say it, we're don't good. research this. We're good. How much do I have to pay him? A lot. <laughs> 35 million yeah, like a year. Yeah, like the 30. You, you know, maybe so you could shave a get, million. Now I have to get rid of JJ Redick, Ilyasova, Bellinelli. I'm bringing in LeBron. I'm telling Ben Simmons, great job taking us to the finals and becoming Magic 2.0. Stand over here. It's LeBron's team now. That's what I'm doing. Joel yeah. Embiid, we'll, we'll get you the ball every once in a yeah. while. Every once in a while, we'll still get you some touches. What I'm oh, saying, okay, but if you and I are sitting here being like, this doesn't mean now that because Embiid was healthy this year that all of a sudden he's just healthy forever. By the so way, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go? Hey, you know what? Like chances are Embiid's probably going to get hurt again. But I don't, know. I don't know. If Philly makes the finals, I got to say that's kind of a lame move by LeBron. Ooh, at this point before, of his career, yeah. Before it was going to help those plucky kids from Philly. Now it's like I'm actually I'm making another move that uh, I'm chasing a title. You're the third best player of all time. You don't need to chase a title. So he's supposed to just rot in Cleveland? No, he's not. If you're going to chase the title, don't glom on to the young kids. So what what would you do? If you can't be in Cleveland, then what would you... I definitely would leave Cleveland. Okay, all right. So you're saying he needs to leave Cleveland. All right. And the problem is like watching Love play and then the pick falls to eight. You go, what is that? Like, what is that this offseason? Like, was that enough to entice another team that's facing a guy? Like, the only way they end up with a guy like Kawhi is if Kawhi's like, that's the only team I go to and that's the only team I would get the extension from. And then it ruins his market everywhere else. So that's that would a lot I have, have to happen. I have the team. He should go to New Orleans. And mess if up what Etuan Moore titles, has been able to do yeah, with... If you're going to actually chase titles, go play with the best player in the league, Anthony Davis, because he is the best player in the league right now. He's the best player in the league, Anthony Davis. LeBron is the greatest player in the league. Anthony Davis is the best player in the league. That feels a bit like a cop out. No, no, it's not. Yeah, you just LeBron's the greatest player in the league. Do you want Anthony MVP Davis is the best player, best in, the player in the world? Anthony Davis is the best player in the league right now. He's awesome. You're not. I'm, there's no. He has no flaws in his game whatsoever. No, and it's all efficient. And whenever those those theories or those lists come out, like when they were doing the under twenty five and who would you take? You go when Davis is healthy. You realize that. He's better than, like, it, it shouldn't be an argument. What he's done the last three and a half months and what he did in the playoffs um, was at an all-time, all-time level. And there was there was a first-take argument that Kellerman said he got missed. Will, Will Kane t- tweeted about it, and yeah. then Kellerman was mad. They think he got the tweet wrong. Um, but That it was, sounded like a good show. Yeah, it was pretty good. But it was basically, we're talking about the highest ceiling of a power forward, which I guess was Kellerman's case. And he said Duncan won Davis too. Oh, yeah, that they were doing, they were like, all right, is, would you take Davis over Barkley, over Malone? I think Will Kane thought it was just their list of the greatest power forwards ever. Yeah, because he got mad they left Dirk off. Wait a minute. He, why, is it the well, white Dirk's guy? the second best power forward ever. Is it racial? The, oh, no. Has Will Kane ever been accused of that? <laughs> You're buddies with him. I am. I am. Uh, he, I mean, he's laughing as he's listening. He's, uh, he's, he's just pumped we said his name. Will Kane. He's um, like, this is great. Uh, but I think Davis, Jeremy. a really good argument is who has the highest ceiling 
Davis right now or Duncan in the 0203 range. But see, this is what's... Night to night ceiling of what they're doing. I think Davis is actually higher. I think Davis is more impressive in the stuff that he that he does. Like, Duncan was Duncan, not putting up 47 no. and 15. How about 47? Like, Davis what? gets 47 just in a game three like, and then gets 48 the next game. He's awesome. I freaking love him. I love him. And I'm I'm so happy for him to have that first round because it feels like this this... I don't know if it's this league or if it's the fan base and the fans are awesome. Like I love NBA fans at the fact that they, they have interest and they love teams beyond what their team is. Right. But it, he kind of needed something like this to remind everybody that, Oh yeah, that guy's sick, isn't he? Um, but the whole, the, the history thing is, is be like, it's not fair. It's like, yes, if Anthony Davis was a time machine and went to 1988 or 1998, people would be like, are you kidding me? Right. So like his, his skill set. Duncan O2 is relatively similar. Yeah. But uh, the athletes were around I, the same. No, Maybe but they I, get the pace of the game. I, I still think that Davis played in an O2 game. We'd be, well, what the hell is this? Like, right. what is this? Cause of the rounded abilities, but I just, he just won his first playoff series. So what happens is it turns into ability and who you think has more skill and then it cancels out a dude's resume and that's not fair. Like you can't do that to Barkley. I look at the, when I say best player in the league and I, I think we would all agree LeBron's night to night kind of ceiling of where he can go is still the highest of anybody. What I think makes Davis special now is every single night he does everything on both nights. And it's like, it's, if he finishes a game with 25 and 12, it's like an off night where it's like 25, 12, I only destroyed 15 high screens and three blocks. Think how many bigs aren't dependent on somebody else setting them up to dominate. Yeah. He can get all his points in the flow of the offense. Other people can have good games. But but late possessions, close games, you can ISO this dude. Right. Like what? You know, pick and roll and the lobs. I want to keep talking about Anthony Davis. And coming up, after we talk about Anthony Davis, I'm going to tell you why the NFL draft is like a broken marriage. Next. (laughs) Has your company outgrown QuickBooks? Are shared spreadsheets, manual processes, legacy systems cost you time and money? Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Save time, money, unneeded headaches by managing sales, HR, and finance, and accounting instantly, right from your desk or even your phone. Thousands of the best-known and fastest-growing companies use NetSuite to manage their business. It's now available to you. Don't miss out on unleashing your business's full potential with the f- with their free guide, Crushing the five barriers to glo- to growth. I can't speak. Learn how to acquire new customers, increase profits, and finally get visibility into your cash flow. What's your cash flow re- like right now? Oh, bad. A lot of hotels a, right now. Yeah. I mean, the, the bills are bad. Bought a house yeah. that's yeah, too expensive. Fine. Get NetSuite's guide. Crush the five barriers to growth at netsuite.com slash BS. Now, once again, netsuite.com slash BS. Again, it is free. You know what's kind of sad? I want to pour out a 40 right now. For something that I think, uh, had you still had your radio show, you'd have gotten a lot of mileage out of. It's Pour the, it where is Anthony Davis going next year? Um, the whole summer would have been making up Anthony Davis trades, um, rumors, Woj bombs. Would Will the Celtics include Jason Tatum? Right now they won't. Heinsohn wouldn't. Oh, Heinsohn wouldn't put in Aaron Baines. Um <laughs> He's summer. not a banger. He's like, Baron Baines, he reminds me a little bit of Easy Ed McCauley. Uh, Baines is a more skilled coward. 
Hey, hey, Rod, did I ever tell you about the groupies in the Tri-Cities? <laughs> did you ever do that? Uh, we just, it would be weird because he at first didn't like me when I was up at Comcast, which is now NBC Boston, because he was just like, oh, who's this guy? And like, if, you know, like, look, it was always a tough spot for me. I didn't play, you know, and right. it was like, so this guy just knows a ton of stuff. And I was calling the the 84 finals on CBS and this yeah. clown's going to be sitting next to me. I won going, the 74 title. Yeah, right. I mean, forget what he called. I mean, yeah. you know, so I, you know, some other younger guy would be like, Hey, you know, what's up with Billups contract? And I'd be like, well, you know, he'd they'll probably redo that at, you know, whatever 12 million and, and they'll bring him back. I was like, he's, he's one of the most versatile point guards in the league. And it didn't matter what I said. And Heinsohn would be in the back and he'd go, no, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just cut you down? Yeah. So then, you know, somebody would be like, hey, how come they're not playing Milt Palacio more? I'd be like, well, you know, he struggles sometimes the defensive. He's fine in that regard. You know, so like, I was just like, ah, oh, this is awful. And then I, he started like listening to me a little bit and was like, oh. So then we started doing all these Heinsohn things where we would pretend he was just like telling stories that never happened. Yeah. He'd be like, there was this Italian ref in Rochester. <laughs> and that was that was the bit. That was the Heinsohn bit. And so he he went you won him over. Yeah, won him over. And anybody that knows him knows he's the nicest teddy bear. He's awesome. But in you, the beginning you messed up though at the beginning. This was your fault. I'm not blaming Tommy, because I love Tommy as much as I love anyone in my family. You didn't suck up to him enough early on. No, I don't suck up to anybody. I know. That's yeah. the thing. You, I'm bad you at had, it. especially last decade, you had the chest <laughs> out. Like, I'm not, I'm, get, I'm getting, getting in on my own talent. I'm not kissing anyone's ass. I box out and pick up games. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just who I am. <laughs> but with Tommy, you just got to, you got to put in the 15 minutes of, hey, man. No, I'm bad. Because I, I went When up, the book comes out, there's going to be a whole chapter on not playing the game. Not and playing it's the backfired. game. Backfired. That should be the name of your book. <laughs> not playing the game with Ryan Rosillo. <laughs> <laughs> kids play the game and i didn't and it and you know so i'd sit there in my awful suit and uh refused to kiss his ass yeah i didn't kiss anybody's ass so tommy went to holy cross and i did too and every time i met him i love the cross i, I raved Gory about Lockbaum? holy cross what he meant so every time i see tommy he loves me now but yeah. it's all genuine because he really was like this holy cross icon from back in the day when and he's uh, a painter about and then he he, in the off season, you know, he's just sell insurance. Like I hear all these stories about Heinsohn and be like, oh, well, you know, in 54, you know, and I'm like, what? And then as a coach and then as, and it's just like, this guy's unbelievable. He, he probably was like the second, no, he was the third best center of like the first day, or I'm sorry, the third best forward but yeah, no. of Tommy the Dunn. first decade of Russell's career. So it's like Bob Pettit, Elgin Baylor. And then Tommy Heinsohn is the third best forward in the entire league. I also think I actually said to his face, I was like, Tommy, if you play today, like you wouldn't get double figures. Oh, he definitely and would. He was like, are you kidding me? I'd score more. Yeah. <laughs> you should do a Heinsohn sit down. I want you, you should do a like definitive... a seven hour podcast. Yeah. Because I think I could get on the point where I'd be like, I remember in 1961, Red ran over a pedestrian in our van and just kept going. We were in Acton Boxborough. <laughs> And we were like, what was that, Red? Red's like, it's fine. I think it was a deer. And I it also, wasn't. I also interviewed Red when his book came out. And that was unbelievable programming back at your former station, The Zone. Oh, where we my did, former station. Yeah, we, did, yeah. we had a, a, an Eddie Edelman, Red Arback book signing thing at the Kowloon. 
and we mapped it out months ahead of time and it landed on the day after the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, welcome into the show. We got Red Arback here. I'm here with Dave Jagler. And uh, Dave Jagger, yeah, what a nice guy yeah. he was. And we're like, hey, so Red, tell us about the book. How did you and John Feinstein get? All right, let's open it up to calls. Like first call. Hey, uh, you know, not to be a prick here, but <laughs> the Sox won the World Series last night. Unbelievable. I've never told you that story. I've told no. that story. I didn't know that I ever told All it right. to you. We're now into the segment of a podcast called Jalen Brown is actually way better than people realize he is. Now, let Do me you ask like you him this. more than Tatum? No, I love Tatum. Okay. I love both of them, though. Now, if I told you Jalen Brown is going to be Paul George, would you say, no way, I'm shooting too high? Or would you say, no, actually, he's going to be better than Paul George? Or would you say, no, I could see that? Okay. I've been wrong on Jalen. If you watched him at Cal, it was a mess. Throw that all out. I'm saying right now. He is so much better than I thought that he now is in my head that I wouldn't want to put a cap on him. No cap. I don't. I think George's just skill set overall is more polished than Jalen's is. You know, I don't know if Jalen would be somebody, you know, 30 possessions a night that would be able to just, you know, look, Brad runs too much stuff. And I mean that as a compliment where you just, you know, George is able to get a lot of stuff on his own because you're also playing off of Russ and they don't run anything. All right, so 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 I, I don't think it's. I would have told you you were so stupid for even suggesting that last year. Um, so so Paul George, year two, he was he wasn't great in the very beginning. So year two in Indiana, Hollinger during the regular season, early during the regular season, twelve points a game, five and a half rebounds, thirty nine percent from three. In the playoffs, if you remember, they made it two rounds. 10 points a game, six and a half rebounds, and 27% from three. What was it, Granger doing all the scoring with Hibbert? It was Granger, Hibbert, and Paul George was like the young guy who was like, oh, that guy's kind of doing a good job on LeBron. Yeah, I remember Hollinger was like one of the first guys, and he tweeted out, I think something his second like, year. This guy's good. Haralabob was in on him early too. Um, but then the next year, he jumped to 19.2. Um, when they made the, when they played, made the three rounds, and they took... Uh, Miami, I think, to a six or seven. All right, so Jalen Brown this year. Yeah, so if you're doing the comp to comp that way. So if I'm doing the comp right now, Jalen Brown threw five I don't know what he did tonight, but he was doing 22 was a right. game in the playoffs and shooting 44% from three. But then during the regular season, um, 14.5 points, five rebounds. Like he's just, my point is the checkpoints he's hit are better than the Paul George checkpoints. And Paul George took off after year three. You could argue Jalen Brown's taking off right now. Well, he is taking off right now. And I he's mean, a he phenomenal is. athlete. I think he has a chance to be, I voted for him for second team all defense. Well, he's awesome on defense. Um, and I think he has, you know, especially with some of the young guys, like you could sit there, like I feel like Tatum is, is engaged maybe more than you do throughout the game for a rookie. But Jalen has a little fu in his game, totally, and and I love that. Where it's like, hey, you know what? In the beginning, maybe I was uncertain, and hey, things are coming to me. And then it's like, athletically, like there's not a lot of dudes out here that are as athletic as I am. So and now a legendary I, hard worker. Yeah. So I'm going to combine all that stuff with like a real aggression now and a real work ethic. Now the problem, like if you look at tonight's game, them losing to the Bucks, like this game became the game that you should be so scared of if you're a Celtics fan because you go, oh, so Giannis can just sort of win a game on his own, and he outscored the Celtics basically to close the first half for like the last eight minutes of the first half tonight but the problem though is with the celtics team on the road 
when you start semi ogile you're going four on five, which mm-hmm. I think you can do at home. Because at home, roll guys step up. The guys on the other team aren't going to shoot well. That's when Thonmaker goes over for 4 from 3 and Snell. All those guys aren't going to do it. Where did you have Thonmaker All-NBA? I had him on my 100th NBA team. All-NBA That's team. That's deep. Yeah, I had him on the 100th one. But I think put starting semi on the road, I actually thought was a mistake. Because I just think the Bucks are going to score anyway. The roll guys are going to step up. You actually need offense on the road. And playing four and five, it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's, you know, they ended up at what, 85 points? Yeah. No, they struggle. And I think the and weird the Bucks, thing. You know, the Bucks are going to get to 100. How? I mean, this is the part of the Celtics story, though, where you go. It's actually all still impressive, though, because, all right, if I asked you beginning of the year, like, where's Rogier? What, what number guy is he? We said he was our four and a half guard. So ninth or 10th guy? 10th guy. Maybe 11th. Guy. All right. And he's kind of the guy that you're going, hey, bail us out. And what happens is, is when he's hitting bricks tonight, yeah. which he was, that actually opens a door for like Marcus Smart at times. It kind of scares me, even though I know how great he is on defense. Well, he's you playing know. with one hand. That scares me more than anything. Yeah. But he's still, that's a problem though. It's yeah. like, okay, so you weren't a great offensive player before and now, now your you have hand, hand is screwed up and yeah. keep shooting. And then Marcus Morris has a little like, hey, let me look around here. We got Brown, second year guy, rookie in Tatum, Rozier. I All got right, this. So I got this. Let's get on my back, Cedric Maxwell stuff. And yeah. then you're like, that scares the hell out of me, even though he had like a little bit of a run when they actually started coming back. So this team, this Celtics team has had to figure figure out who they are offensively and it's different they're gonna win all game the time it's fine they're gonna win game seven yeah and but philly, they're not gonna... philly's gonna kill them I, I wouldn't pick them against philly no i way. think philly's gonna beat them handily what if it's... brad beats him i don't really Would know what to coach the pats too <laughs> if brad beats philly <laughs> i wish brad had the draft tonight uh i think philly is one of those teams that i'm not sure there's a lot of wrinkles to throw against a team that has that much talent you're not gonna be like Here's what we'll do. It's like there's no here's what you'll do yeah, against a team that's a lot of pin loaded. downs with Baines. <laughs> right. It's like basically let's get Embiid in a foul trouble or let's go hack a shack when Fultz is in. Like there's little tiny things you Even can do. You could do it with Simmons if you wanted to. You could. Get some Shane Larkin minutes going, some Abdul Nader. It's not great. Uses- What's your biggest surprise of the playoffs? Uh, it's got to be New Orleans just working Portland that way. Yeah, I would say. I wasn't surprised that they beat Portland. We did the Ringer NBA show that night, and uh, and then we talked about it the next day, and we both thought New Orleans could win the series. I was more shocked that Portland was that bad. I know New Orleans was playing great, and it was a great matchup for them, but it doesn't explain why Portland was so bad. There have been moments in this playoffs where, you know, as you mentioned, the role players, and you go like, okay, what can you really expect here? But it happened in this Milwaukee series a little bit where it felt like, wait a minute, Jabari Parker's good now? Just like, at home. Like, what happened? Okay. Yeah. But it's still like a piece that you didn't even think was going to be part of this, especially after games one and two and how he played during the regular season. So then if you look at the Pelicans, you got Rondo again, who's right. playing like he was playing in 2010. Yeah. And Miritich is nuts. And he's playing defense. He's hitting shots. So I wonder, like, if you're even a team like Portland that was pretty good this year, where you go, what the hell is this? Like, we didn't sign up for this. We thought it was going to be one guy and Drew, maybe. And now Drew looks like a first-team All-NBA point guard. Would you like, would you resign Boogie? Let's say they lose to Golden State in six. What would you pay for Boogie? By the way, I think it's going seven. You think the Warriors series is going seven? I don't think we see Curry again until five, six, or seven. I think he misses the first four. Yeah, I was told he's not playing game one, but he has another practice. So by the time this comes out, if there's another They're practice. They're not rushing him back from that injury. Yeah. Because if he re-aggravates it, now you're jeopardizing the two rounds that actually matter. 
They should be able to get by New Orleans without him. I'm not the biggest Boogie fan. I think you guys know that. Um, and yet we're kind of figuring something out here this year. And I felt like it was, you know, my my level of expectations for him are pretty low, you know? So when I saw him a little bit more engaged, I go, hey, you know what? Like we got a little bit something here. He's not just shutting it down. Like when Boogie's out there shutting it down mentally, it's it's one of the most damaging players in the league. Poisoning. Yeah. When he's just, like super just pissy. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't want to do any of the other stuff. And I'll shoot because I'm mad whatever. And I, I thought he was doing a better job um, not doing that as much this year. But I'd have to know what the injury is. I'd let him go to market. And then I'd probably, even though I don't like him that much, this league is too tough. Like, I don't want to lose the asset for nothing. Would you flip him for Kevin Love? Yeah. I mean, I don't like Boogie. I don't. I don't, I don't care. Like, I compl- that was complimenting him for me. Wow. But I don't want to lose an asset for nothing. I think this is going to be one of the weirder summers we've had because you only have like seven teams with cap space and you have a lot of teams that are suddenly happy with their team that maybe would have been players otherwise. Like New Orleans is is, a big trade team. They're fine. That's not how the teams work though when they have cap space. The teams are like, it's like leaving a casino that you know you're never coming back to with chips in your pocket. And instead of being like, hey, maybe I can leave with 200 bucks and pay for dinner. It's like, let's go over the roulette really quickly. Yeah, let me just, let me throw these in the garbage first. That's how teams use cap space. So you, I mean, you would keep them if you were the Pelicans. I, I, and you like them a lot more than I do. I'm, I would move on. I would try to sign and trade him. Yeah, I, first of fine. all, that injury he got is, I think, a really hard one to come back from For and be nice. even 70%. Um, I think they've stumbled into something that we all kind of knew deep down was that Davis should be playing the five. And that's been awesome. And uh, I also don't think there's a market for him. I don't know who's spending $20 million a year for Boogie Cousins this summer. Because the shitty teams aren't going to use their cap space that way. There's no team that's kind of like hoarding their cap space as a potential contender except the Lakers and Philly. And I don't think either of those teams are doing it. And then you go on down the line the rest of the way and it's like, who's left? That's why I kind of always get annoyed when I see the Isaiah Thomas articles. Be like, oh, if he didn't, if he didn't ball out for them, you know, well, he's lost $120 million. And you're like, you know, what? I really would have loved to have seen what would happen with Isaiah Thomas on the market. Who do you think gets more money, guaranteed money this year, Boogie or Thomas? Boogie. Yeah. I think somebody buys in a boogie. I just don't know who it is. It's always, a, you always hear these things, oh, somebody, and then my answer is always, go look at the standings in alphabetical orders and go team by team and you tell me what the team is. And the team doesn't exist. Even a team like Washington, where you'd be like, oh, it'll be Washington. They don't have the cap space. They're paying John Wall like 35, John Wall and Bradley Beal are making like and Porter, I think, but are Porter, making like yeah, 90. Like set, the yeah. three of them make like 85 or 90. It's just not happening. Um, and you're just going down the line. It's like, well, that team can't do it. Well, they can't. They can't. So could they get him on a 10-year, $10 million one-year deal? I would do that if I was New Orleans. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's different. I mean, you, like, Basically, are you healthy? Prove to yeah. us you're healthy and wink, wink. Um, what is your prediction for the biggest upset in round two, even though the round two things haven't been decided yet? Uh, hold on. Actually, let's do it this way. All right. Let's set a timer with the Google assistant for this speed round segment. Hey, Google set timer for two minutes. All right. Two minutes. And we are starting now. Ryan, give us a prediction. You have two minutes. The biggest surprise of round two, not even knowing what all the matchups are. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> why don't you go first? I think the Sixers would sweep the Celtics. I don't think that's that much of a surprise. You don't think that would be a surprise? Brad Stevens getting swept by a precocious yeah, guess, little team with Joel but, Embiid but and that's, Simmons. That's how dumb like the five games thing is. Like, you know, I've always said this, like, oh, you guys got worked. You're like, you got swept. It's like, yeah, but if I'd won two games, it was a really great competitive series. Or like Minnesota won yeah. one game against Houston, so that yeah. game was tight. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Stevens, the way they fight, young guy. But look, Philly didn't exactly... Like, Philly was so not impressed with the Heat as that series continued. Yeah. Like, as it kept going, they're like, oh, wait, you guys aren't even good. Like, we're way better than you. Miami so, had two monster Dwayne Wade games and still lost in five. Right. And uh, you knew because Wade waved the victory flag after the fourth game. Do I dare say anything about Utah moving on? Please do it. Oh, Utah's moving on. That's happening. Utah makes it a series with Houston. Ooh, make the case. Let's hear it. I can't. I'm trying. Uh, I just don't rim think protector. They, yeah, but I don't think that matters as much. Donovan Mitchell, bad matchup defensively. Uh, Houston doesn't really have mm. the type of player to guard him. Well, they don't have him about Mute back. Reza. Will they have him back for round two? I'd have to look that up right now. We get research on that. Utah has a bunch of... Those meatballs are still there. Utah has meatballs to throw James Harden plus a whole bunch of other stuff. I just don't think Utah has enough scoring to keep up with them. So I can't really do that. What if Washington beats Toronto? So Washington wins game six, then goes into Canada and wins game seven. That doesn't seem like Washington does it. Are we done in two minutes? Oh, we are. That's it. I don't think that was good. I need to do a better job with that. You want to do it all over again? No, I, not that. I just, all right. I don't think I have. Well, thank you. Check, hold on. Check out, uh, <laughs> check out uh, Google Assistant. They can put over a million actions on your phone in your car around the house. Uh, All I have to do is say, hey, Google, dot, dot, dot. I could have done a better off. job with that and be well, like, listen. why why, why the Wizards are going to make LeBron retire? You know, and then you're like, wow, <laughs> that's retire. pretty bold. He's going to retire? Yeah. And then SportsCenter would be like, hey, say something crazy. Like, well, all right. Like, I think LeBron will retire if the Wizards beat him. And then it doesn't. And then LeBron beats him. Like, coming up next, this asshole last week. Said the LeBron was going to retire. Yeah. And then you have the radio shows playing. What a dickhead yeah. you sound like. Yeah. Now, granted, they never said, hey, say something. They'd go, give us something bold. Give something bold. And I'd be like, you talk and compete with Houston. Like, yeah, it's not really Flavortown, is it? We need something a little bolder. I think one of my favorite things I ever did on TV was we were doing the lottery, the secondary day countdown, and Cleveland won. And it was like Cleveland had won the lottery for the third it was time the Wiggins in four won, years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember. And I think I remember this. And I was so mad. I was so mad the Celtics didn't win. But I was just more mad that Cleveland celebrated. I'm like, you guys have been jackasses for this entire decade. All you guys do is fuck up and you won another lottery. Like this league is just so stupid. Do you remember what you did on the air? Yeah, I I trashed it. Yeah, but you proposed a rule change on the spot. I did. I did a whole rule change. Everybody in Cleveland was so mad. They're (laughs) celebrating the lottery. And I was just like, not only is this a travesty, but we need to change the rules right now. (laughs) You're sitting there looking at everybody on the desk going, I think the NBA should do something where you can't have the number one pick back to back years if you suck. And everybody's looking at me like, what's going on? But I really felt that way. And I still feel that way. I don't think you, I, I hate raw, the fact that Ron filtered Simmons. Well, but I hate good. the fact, thank you. I hate the fact that the NBA lottery has become NBA welfare. It really has. It's like, you're, it's like, we are completely incompetent. We're completely terrible. Please give us our top three pick. <laughs> they should have the GMs but, wait in line. But every time 
They, you they should have tried. to go to a store 24 and wait in line for your top three pick. So you want to do the wheel? You want to do you want to do something? No, I just I don't I don't think you should just be able to pick in the top three every year. I think it's fucking stupid. Even but the Lakers. The whole reason they did this though, like I'll never forget one of the first articles I ever read as a kid, like the whole Houston thing with the I mean, you know this with the team. Yeah. And it's like Read that tanking. That was a tank off. Like eighty three was the first real tank. So eighty three, you have this insane tank off for Hakeem. Yeah, and then the league's like, all right, well, we need to start doing something. Let's make a lottery so that not everybody just gets it in order of how they finish because it was a race to have the worst record. So the funny thing about the famous game was right. Well, I remember looking at the box score. There was an overtime game where Bill Fitch played Elvin Hayes the entire game. He's like forty. It'd be the equivalent of if Udonis Haslam played 53 minutes right now. Haverstroh would have wrote an encyclopedia. Oh my God. Like just written. And they lost an OT and it was like, feed Elvin. Elvin was like 100. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first year. So what do they do? They come up with some way to solve it. And now all we've done is tweak that a million times. We just tweak it again for the draft coming up next year. So like, but what's I- wrong with if you pick in the top three, you can't pick in the top three the following year. Why can't that be a rule? You just your ceiling is the fourth pick. Is it right though? Does it does it mean so? Like you think teams would be more competitive? You think teams would be less? I and mean, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong, but like you think teams would be less inclined to tank, knowing that if they got in the top three the one year, then they can't have it again back to back years. And what it refreshes, they can do it every two or three years. Right. So the Lakers were second last year. If for some reason they won the lottery, they would have to drop to four. You know what I want to do? I just want to do my idea because somebody's going to do your it. Idea? Redraft the whole league every year, <laughs> like, like a video game. Yeah, the whole league. What's funny about the lottery is the every, biggest event in the sporting calendar. I did this Grantland article, I think, four years ago. I got to update it, but if you just redo the draft, the top the top pick matters. The top pick two out of every three years matters. After that, it's a crapshoot. The difference in number twelve and number. Nine, the you you have just as good of a chance, basically. Donovan Mitchell being the latest example. Yeah, but yeah, I think you would agree that like in the four or five range is still historically better on value than 12, 11, 12. If you look at the way, well, no, yeah, I would say four versus 12, but I'm just saying a top four pick versus you might get a guy 27th who's the second best pick in the draft. I do think we overrate it. Like there was that one draft. Giannis was the best pick for the draft. Rudy Gobert was the second best pick. He was like twenty seven. I know. I CJ McCollum was the third best pick. He was number ten. He was hurt. None of the guy, yeah. top guys in the in the top eight were the best picks of the draft. Old Depot, I guess, was number two. But even then, but I mean, what was last year? Tatum was three. Three. Uh, Jackson. Donovan four. Mitchell's thirteen. Right. Jackson's four. Um, Fox I guess is last five. year was a little Isaac's more six. Last year was a little more traditional. Milikina, Dennis Smith. Um, where did that LeBron game rank for you? The other night? Yeah. Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> uh, Do you think that was a top five game? Because I, I tweeted that. Ooh, I don't I thought know. for stakes, like performance, 44 points. First round game command. five, dude. No, just like start to finish. Just had to have been one of the best, at least know. 10 games he ever played. So you, you like Five, six, and seven, and sixteen against Golden State all have to be in the top ten, right? Yes, yeah. and I would say the Pistons. I would game, say five is in the top five. The Pistons game, the Pistons game, Celtics in 07. game six, two thousand twelve. Um, there's a game in the two thousand thirteen finals that was really great. You have a game against the Bulls two years ago that was stupid when they yeah. didn't bounce, like they didn't. Defend I'd like to read an article about the top twelve greatest games of LeBron's career because that had to be up there. Why don't you write it? Yeah, I'm too lazy. 
Rather, I'd rather do podcasts than eat Thai food. Who would you watch Nephew Kyle who freak out that most... the Ravens took Lamar Jackson? <laughs> the Pats passed on him twice. I know. That's oh why I'm glad that theory, because I was like, wait a minute, if they didn't take him then, why would they then, if they liked him? So they must love some QB in the second round. Hmm. It can't be Mason Rudolph. I just want to put out Tom Brady's 42 this year. Maybe, maybe Kraft's thing, <laughs> maybe Kraft's thing's like, you told me to trade Jimmy? All right. We'll ride Brady in the ground. Great. When he's done, I'm done too. You think Bill would do that? That sounds petty. Oh, you don't think he's big? Stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, we're just one gonna, more thing we're in the topic. Go, Goodell go versus Trump. <laughs> Compare and contrast. What, because so that article? Trump, no, if Trump brought out like the 12 kids from Dallas during the NBA draft and was like, aren't these kids great? More cheers. Isn't this wonderful? More cheers. He's like, how about these kids? Isn't it great here in Dallas? Yeah. I love it here. It's kind of what Goodell does, right? Yeah. If you just switch them, it would be the same personality. Yeah. Look at that yeah. kid. That kid's one of the best kids of kids. Is that kid special? Yeah. Is he something? You see, they told me when I came here that these kids are some of the best kids you're going to find of great any kids. kids anywhere great kids they said that to me they great said that city. to me on the way in great kids and then he would hug the draft picks but he he'd pull you in he pull, would go oh, he'd power he, shake he would, you he would get your arm yeah he'd, he'd and he'd be like hey minka let's get in here for the good stuff right <laughs> <laughs> uh a couple more things on the agenda we almost had all three teams in the afcs that weren't the pats improve their quarterback position the Jets have a quarterback. The Buffalo Bills have a quarterback. Miami Flirted. was sitting there and could have taken uh, Rosen, Rosen, Josh Rosen at 10 and traded out of it. You'd think at some point the rest of the division would go, we need to do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a better job. I, I, I think you look at the Jets and go, I don't, I don't care who they bring in. They could bring in like a make-believe guy with a 99 Madden rate. You just think he'll perpetually suck. Like you have That's a, how I feel about the Browns. Yeah, I don't feel that way as much about the Jets. Oh, you don't? Okay. I just think the Browns have never had a good quarterback. It's what 20 years Jets, now. What if the Jets, what if today the Jets took a guy that for 12 years is now going to terrorize? What if the tide turned tonight? What if it's over? Well, that's the thing. I we I made fun of the Jets when they made that trade. They made it a month before the draft, which was weird. They gave up a ton to what seemed to be getting the third best quarterback out of the top three. And allowing at least a team to prepare for a month to jump them. They gave a shitload of stuff up for it. I agreed with you. And I, that I draft was, day comes, yeah. and they end up getting what everybody feels like is the safest number one pick at number three. Even the most diehard, cynical Jets fans that I know, like my friend Sean Fantasy, who uh, runs the uh, ringer.com, even he was kind of didn't know what to do with himself. It's like, wow, that this worked out for the Jets. But it worked what does out. this mean? Yeah. But see, I don't like when I don't like when you make a good point and you're still right in theory. And it's like, well, still worked out. You know? And you go, well, no, but like the, the they could why wouldn't you have just done this trade tonight? Why did you have to do it a month yeah, ago? Who were they competing against to move in the top three? I think that's what they underestimated. I think they thought Denver was trying to get in there and Buffalo and all these different Everybody teams. Everybody had said Buffalo for, for I'd heard that a month ago. Buffalo's going to move up. Buffalo's going to move up. And then they still didn't move up as high. Or they at moved the time up a thought, little bit high. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, we have to get to two to go get this guy. But I also think that if Saquon, you know, if he didn't go two, he's probably going to go four. So the Giants are like, if we trade back, 
we may be missing out on this guy. But yeah, I never know. I never, you know, I'm sure if you do this job long enough, you'll have drafts where there's five guys you'd be happy with. And then there's other years where you just look at it and go Saquon, somebody like that. We have to have him and we're not happy with anybody in that eight to 12 range. The Browns ended up with Mayfield at one and then the cornerback at four. Yeah, Ward from Ohio State, who I actually love. But had they just traded out of four and gotten the 12th pick from Buffalo, along with the two second rounders that Buffalo gave up to move up to the seventh pick, I would argue that's they're better off than just having this cornerback. So Baker. I'd rather have three pick. Even if they took Baker, but then traded down from four and got 12 and then two second rounders, I'd rather have that. Yeah, second and third round are deep this year. So. I just like uh, I like corners. I'm I'm back to loving corners. Okay, because I think this league is so. The Patriots lost because they benched one of their two best corners. I didn't hear about that. How many great theories did you get f- from your buddies in Boston? I had state troopers on the case. I had everybody. Oh, did you? State I, troopers are asking you. I had people giving you me. See, you did some Beantown time recently. I did. I was you, back. You in were town. back a few times. Yeah, it was hanging good. out with the troopers. Hey, you just give the uh, whole state troopers a shout out on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah. Hey, what's Simmons like? Is he a good guy? Yeah. He a good guy. He a good shit. Yeah. I was I back. I was back for four days. Want to go uh, back for six or Celtics if it happens? I, I'm going to go you back for jet, five. Right? I think. Yeah, I'll get the jet. Um, I'll get the Ringer jet. Uh, I and, was back for four days and uh, got to go to game two, but uh, it rained every day. It was freaking cold out. It was mid-April. It's been a brutal. I spring. felt like I was robbed. The mid-April is when everyone in Boston, every girl in Boston is basically like, it's not even warm enough to wear this yet, but fuck it. It's been six months. And there's just this weird energy in the city of everybody just wants spring to happen so badly. They just start acting like it's spring anyway. Yeah. You just, 60 yeah, degrees. Yeah. I got lucky I, on that. I miss it. That opener, the home opener, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. We were in the sunlight there. Eight it's a fun up. baseball season, by the way. I know. I think it's a, I think it's a really I, top-notch did you think they're going to be this good? Well, we don't know if they're... they're I thought they were going to be good. I thought JD and Bogarts were going to make a difference. Right, Bogarts isn't even playing. I think the key is like Porcello's... No, I mean, when, but I just going into the season, I thought like Bogarts was hurt last year. He's yeah. healthy. Yeah, I, th- I thought Bogarts JD would comes be good. in, that's power. Those I don't like are that two contract. bats we didn't have. I don't like the JD contract. I kind of like when he's up. His ball carries. I, the thing with him you like is, his, you like his. Loft? He doesn't have those Stanton homers. It's like he has these swings, and you go, "Oh, that might get into the gap." And then they cut back, and it's like going ten feet over the wall. Is if Price is going to be this good? I don't trust him. Yeah, but if he is, I don't trust him. Forget. I was talking. I with actually the, think I trust Erod more than Price. I think uh, Erod. I hate be, Erod. I hate that name. I think Erod. What is that? Hey, do you know Manny Ramirez Ramirez is in Hartford? He was at West Hartford today. What are you talking about? Manny Ramirez. Yeah, he said, I left West Hartford right before Manny Ramirez got there. He lives in West Hartford? Yeah, his son is playing for the minor league baseball team, the Yard Goats. And Manny Ramirez is in West Let me Hartford. Do, can, we, can we get research on that? Can we double check that? <laughs> he was taking pictures outside of one of my favorite spots. Can you give me your LA impressions through uh, about three weeks? All right, so my house still isn't ready, and that sucks. Give me a weather, people, nightlife. I haven't gone out since I've been here. Okay. Uh, so I, yeah, I hung out in uh, Manhattan a little bit. Uh, the first day I was at the gym, uh, I, I think I already mentioned I ran into liner and then I ran into like Sean Merriman was there. T Martin, USC staff, former Vol. Uh, 
There's a lot of dudes there. Oh, Julius Randle was waiting in line. I think he, I think he forgot his ID. This is your LA start. This is here's what it's like in LA. You're just telling me about former athletes you ran into. Yeah, I didn't say hi to any of them. I said hi. To You've really been ESPN Kool Aid died because that's like when you're at ESPN. Well, I haven't gone out. I haven't gone running out. Running athletes. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't like He's done been anything. Deadlifting. I've been lifting, but I've been living in hotels, which means I'm losing shit left and right. Uh, I did laundry yesterday for the first time in two and a half weeks. I went out to Denver. And then uh, this Malibu scene, it's it's kind of cool, but I don't All know right. if I could live there. But I, the traffic thing is a massive, uh, like it just, it wrecks you. Like well, you, you go, were in Connecticut. Yeah, but this sucks. Well, New York sucks too. Not like this. New York sucks just as much. But there's other options. Yeah, the train that doesn't work and you <laughs> might, <laughs> might die on. Yeah, but if what if I block the punch? What if you block the punch? <laughs> Uh, I love it, and uh, that I like. I feel like there's there's an energy I have. I definitely in a better mood. You know, I'm working on a bunch of different things, um, so I feel kind of like that coffee shop guy that that has a bunch of ideas. But do you wake up at four o'clock for the live taping of Get Up, or do you wait until the? I watch the replay. You watch the replay. I do. Yeah, I, I check it out. Bill Wolf. I like Bill Wolf. He's a good okay. guy. So I uh, I still watch a lot of stuff. I was, I was checking out some shows the other day. I called into Will Kane's show two days ago to 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 complain about the thunder yeah. and they came back from 25 down but it's a very i'd say it's kind of unsettling because i'm still not 100 percent sure what about direction. the sports coming on at four o'clock i don't like it you'll like it i don't like it right it's now good. you're gonna like it when football season starts you wake up and it's on that's fine but like this whole i have to be done with my day by four for the playoffs yeah that sucks i don't I like, like that I yeah like but it. you're you got kids i'm used to it though yeah like, I'm supposed to go out to Moon Shadows in a little bit. The famous Mel Gibson place. <laughs> I'm going to walk in and just go like, hey, what, give me the Gibson table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up. Anything to plug? The Ryan Rosillo podcast? Yeah, check out the Ryan Rosillo podcast and uh, subscribe. Please rate and review you know, the whole deal. Um, next week, we're going to do a full recap of every decision made um, by the Denver Broncos from 98 to 99. That's part one. I can't tell if you're serious anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something I'm pitching. I don't feel, you know what? The way I read the room, we're not going to do that next week. <laughs> I'll come up with something else. <laughs> Thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to the Dave Chang Show. Don't forget to subscribe. Our new podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network presented with Major Domo Media. Thanks to Gillette. Gillette offers a variety of shaving products for every guy, regardless of his personal style, skin needs, or budget. And whether you want three blades or five, the new Gillette 3 and Gillette 5 razors. Have you covered all under $10? That's high performance at a low price. Get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. Find Gillette 5 at ondemand.gillette.com. Subscribe today. Thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe ready for anything that gets thrown at it. Storms, cut phone lines, destroyed keypads, you name it. Even if you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario, Simply Safe is always ready just in case. That's what makes it great. They charge you what's fair. $14.99 a month, no contracts, no hidden fees. I recommend Simply Safe to everyone I know. Go to simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. Simplysafe.com slash BS. And if you want to hear more football talk, we talked about it on the Ring Around NFL show. They taped tonight, GM Street, Tate Frazier, Mike Lombardi. Check that out. Check out all of our podcasts. Check out theringer.com for all our draft coverage. 
And uh, you can even see the video that we posted of us watching the Patriots not pick Lamar Jackson earlier tonight. That is up there now at Ringer, our Twitter feed. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you soon.